I'm going to have you open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Before we do, I want to see how much trouble I can get in. A little boy watched fascinated as his mother rubbed cold cream on her face. Why are you rubbing cold cream on your face, Mommy, he asked. To make myself beautiful, said his mother. A few minutes later, she began removing the cream with a tissue. And little boy said, what's the matter, you giving up? I've got a grandson here, so this, this one fits the thing with this. And it's a, a grandmother took her little grandson to the beach. They were having a good time until a huge wave came and in swept, came in and swept the boy out to sea. The grandmother fell on her knees and cried to the heavens, Please, Lord, return my grandson. Please, please, Lord, return my grandson. And lo and behold, a wave swelled from the ocean and deposited the drenched little child at her feet. She checked him over head to toe. He was fine. The grandmother looked up to heavens again and said sternly, but he had a hat on. <laughs> Too many times like that. Okay. Now, one more, because this is fitting. A pastor assured his congregation he was their servant and that they should feel free to call him any time if they had a problem. That night, the pastor's phone rang at 3 a.m., on the other end was a dear elderly lady who said, Pastor, I can't sleep. I'm so sorry to hear, hear that, he comforted her, but what can I do about it? And she said, sweetly, preach to me, Pastor, preach to me. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6. Starting at verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he ob obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for what? God to lie. We might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon hope that is before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into the, within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, and tonight we're going to look at things that God can't do, and tonight it's God can't lie. Okay. Because you know what the biggest problems in people's relationships are? Not being honest with one another. 
See, there's lies of commission, you're doing it. And there's lies of omission. And the moment you accept that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, God starts working on you. It says, He hath begun a good work, and you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. And He's trying to form you into the image of His dear Son. You know what? You know how this works? I'm going to put it this way. People will say, Are you upset with me? No. I, I, I kid about that. I tell people all the time in, in counseling, uh, men are Caucasians. They fight battles and then they think they win and they're done. Women are Asians. They fight 100-year wars. <laughs> and it will come back around. Okay? <laughs> that just cost me a dollar. Okay? And, you know, it's something you need to understand is the Bible says by mercy a person not receiving what they deserve. And truth. Iniquity is purged. And I keep bringing that back to you all the time. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Don't believe me? Go start reading a book of Proverbs, chapter 1. By the time you get through it, you'll find it. Okay? Mercy without truth is an enablement for a condition to continue. Truth without mercy brings judgment and guilt and causes a loss of hope. So that's why the two have to be balanced together. But there always has to be truth. It has to be truth. Okay? Now, men, when your wife asks you certain questions, be judicious in how you answer that. But you must be truthful. If we are going to be God's people, and the world needs to see us as God's people, they need to see us as honest people, don't they? God cannot lie. In Numbers 23 and verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? That's our God. Okay? Too many times we, we read our Bibles, we study our Bibles, but we don't study the God of the Bible. And if God is revealed, never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. Okay? Now turn to Isaiah 55. You know, we, we put so much emphasis on the Word of God in this church because that's the very essence of God. In verse 11, you've got, some of you probably knew where I was going to turn to with this. It says in verse 11, So shall my word that be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. See, God says, I cannot lie, and he's saying his word is truth. Always. It will accomplish what he says it's going to. You know what the problem is so many times with believers? It doesn't 
accomplish what we believe is supposed to be fast enough for us. One thing I've learned in all the years of counseling is sometimes you have to listen and go slow. I have to explain things and take time. And I drive some people crazy because I'm never in a hurry. But you know what your God is? He's never in a hurry. He's always right on time. Because he knows what's right about that. Amen? Okay. Titus chapter 1. See, things God can't do, can't lie. Paul, a servant of God and the apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life which God, that what? promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Isn't that a nice, because who's the Savior? I don't know how people, maybe with the other Bibles, can it doesn't say the wording's the same there, but that tells you that Jesus is God. Right? God our Savior. To Titus, mine own son after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, what? Our Savior. So I just gave you a proof text that the Bible says that Jesus is God. Two verses, right? See, God can't lie. You can't separate the Father from the Son. The only time it ever happened... The Son willingly was separated from the Father for me and for you. He cannot lie. Matthew 24, verse 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my W-O-R-D-S, words, the words are important, my words shall not pass away. Psalm 89 and verse 34 says, My covenant will I not break, nor after the th- nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. See, God cannot lie. You know why it's that's important? Because you know where confusion comes in relationships? When people aren't sure what the other person is trying to do or thinking about or what they're doing. And the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. See, when it comes out of the lips of God, every word of God is pure. Is silver tried in the furnace of earth. Seven times, amen? So he cannot lie. And I could stop with that tonight, but I'm not going to. I would never let you out at 10 after. We need to spend more time dwelling on Him and less on us. When I dwell on me and people around me, I get anxious about things. I need to have my eyes on the one who never changes and His Word that never changes. Will people let us down? I'll let you down. 
You let each other down. But God never does. I don't know how many years ago, and I, you know, it was something God dealt with my heart about. It's been a long time now. You'll hear me say all the time. And I preached that before. God is always good. And God is always right. And I didn't read that from some other place. It's something I read it from the Word of God, and that's what God put on my heart. And now other people are using that. I mean, other preachers. I've heard a message probably 25 years ago. I never heard the message. Now I heard it. He said, God is always good. God is always right. You know what the key is? We don't always understand. You know what the key to communicate, good communication is? Coming to a right understanding. Amen? God can't lie. You need to hang your hat on that. If stuff goes around what's happening in this world today, you need to know God cannot lie. When God's giving you peace in your heart, there's scripture to support what you're doing, you're going to run into issues. But you have a God who cannot lie. Amen? I'll give you a second one now. God can't be given a problem he can't handle. Turn to Matthew chapter 19. And I was trying to decide on what I was going to preach tonight, and I, I needed these. Okay, I'm just being honest with you, I need these. So I'm preaching to myself. If it ministers to you, amen. If it doesn't, it's ministering to me. Matthew 19, verse 23. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Matthew 19, verse 23. Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. You know, I listen to, you know, there's preachers who try to give you something that mollifies the miracle of what is being said there. Okay, and I can remember hearing about, there, so there was a place over in the traveling of the roads over in Israel that it's called the eye of the needle. It's very narrow and very small. But it's still possible. With man, it is impossible. But with God, what? And we're going to see that. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, it is, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know what we get in trouble with? When a problem comes in and we think we have to take care of it so we don't go to God right away. We need to go to God first. Because there's not a problem you can't... You know, it's not like, dear Lord, I need help with this. And he's in heaven going, I never thought of that. I didn't know that was coming. Are you sure? I didn't see it. You don't have a God that way. One of the characteristics of God, the truth about his essence that we believe in, is that he is omniscient. Fancy word for he's all-knowing. That's your God. When it comes up and you're surprised, he's not surprised. 
Part of the message made me think of this is dealing with the clay and the steps, going through it. And so many times you don't realize it, and the clay has to be. I jumped every time he slammed that clay down on that, that table. I'm telling you, I'm flinching like this, you know. Uh, normally, if it, somebody does that to me, I flinch and swing, okay? And I scream like a girl. Well, I didn't scream like a girl during the services, and I couldn't swing. I'm sitting next to my wife, so I just flinched a lot. Okay, there's nothing he can't handle, but sometimes it seems like, God, are you really there? This is hard. This is, Lord, I feel like I'm getting beat up. There's nothing too hard for God. Turn to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis 18, verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah as the manner of woman. Of women. That's God speaking to them, isn't it? Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am wax old, I shall have the pleasure, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Repeat that with me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I couldn't hear you. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not. For she was afraid, and he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Turn to Romans chapter 4. Verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to the only that which is of the law, but that which is also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to what? Perform. 
And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our, our justification. I want you to understand that. Our faith needs to be built. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But if God is not who he says he is, and if God is not fully capable in all things, what do you put your faith in? You know, one of the first steps, he said it was the first steps in our Christian walk is learning to have steps of faith. Okay, you, faith isn't knowing what God said. Faith isn't just believing what God said. Faith is acting upon what God said. Because that's when you show that there was faith. Still with me? You don't need to turn there, but in Job 40, chapter 42, verses 1 and 2, it says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and no thought can be withholden from thee. All the suffering Job went through. The book is about why do the righteous suffer. Held up in the Old Testament along with Daniel as the two most righteous people on all the face of the earth. No one righteous like them. And he still had to learn through the suffering that he went through that God is always good and God is always right. And God will never deny or violate his word. It's got to be based on the principles. That's the essence of God. He cannot lie. So for that to be true, we need to spend time learning about Him as we make the choices that He would have us to make. Amen? Okay. Turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, look at verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art high, that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Can you imagine this? this young woman, this young virgin. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? See, I know she's a virgin. Why? Because the Bible tells us. Okay? And the angel answered and said, Under the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. 
Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and is in the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be what? Repeat it with me. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary questioned. Mary was told the truth of what God wanted, who cannot lie. And then she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be as it is unto me according to thy word. And, you, know, I, you ever think about why something happened? Was Mary chosen because of her faith to believe in God? She said, Hail Mary, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Salvation is free. God does all the work. Okay? And he saves you to the uttermost from the guttermost. He saves you for all eternity. But the blessing of God in people's lives is based on their willingness to act in faith according to what he's revealed to them. You can't get around that. As a young woman, she had faith and believed God. We get in trouble when we let the demon of doubt or the devil of doubt drive in and park there. Amen? Jeremiah 32 and verse 22 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? So tonight, have faith in God, knowing that he cannot lie and that nothing is too hard for him. Amen? I am letting you out before 8.30. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the truths that we looked at tonight. Just a little thing, Father, to encourage us. Father, with so much going on, if we'd spend our time looking around at what's going on in the world, there could be men's hearts failing them for fear. There's going to be Christians angry about the election one way or the other. There's going to be people upset. Father, we need to hope in you. We need to have our eyes on the Savior. We need to know that, Father, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And we have a God who cannot lie. And there's nothing too hard for you. So help us, Father, to make steps in faith according to obedience to you and your word and what you revealed to us in the light. Work in our hearts to that end. And we'll give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good night and God bless.